The Shabbat immediately preceding Passover is called Shabbat HaGadol, the Great Sabbath. Traditionally, it is one of only a few times during the year that rabbis actually preached in synagogue. But the rabbis of old felt that since they hardly preached at all during the rest of the year, that on this Shabbat, Shabbat HaGadol, they would preach for a long time. And some of these sermons could last for three or four or five hours. So all of you have commented to me about the length of my high holy day sermons, which even the long ones are only at most 45 minutes, and some of them are shorter. Please note that in the context of Jewish tradition, each of those sermons of mine are much, much shorter than the traditional sermons of the rabbis of old on this Shabbat, the one immediately preceding Passover. I'm just saying. In fact, some speculate that that term Shabbat Hagadol, the big or great Shabbat, was coined because the services were extended so dramatically on this day because the rabbinic sermons were so long. Rabbis justified these lengthy perorations by two primary reasons. First, well, they only did this very infrequently, only a few times during the year. And second, they used this opportunity to explain all of the complicated laws of Passover, which took a long time. So you can relax. I'll be much shorter than the traditional sermons for the Shabbat. But I would like to leave you with one thought on this, the last Shabbat before Passover, a Passover that we are likely to remember for the rest of our lives. The 10th day of the Hebrew month of Nisan begins at sundown tonight. This date is an actually important date in Jewish tradition. It's mentioned in the Bible. The book of Exodus states that on the 10th day of the month of Nisan, this very day, every Israelite household should take a lamb and watch over it for four days. On the 14th day of Nisan, the Torah commands the Israelites to slaughter the lamb and with some of its blood to mark the doorposts of their houses so that the angel of death will pass over. Select the lamb on the 10th and slaughter it on the 14th of the month. So of course the sages ask, why take the lamb on the 10th and not slaughter it until the 14th day? Why watch over it for four days? Why not just take the lamb on the 14th day of the month of Nisan and slaughter it on that day? And the Midrash answered, Enotlin sachar ela al One cannot earn remuneration except through deeds. Or we might say today, there are no free lunches. What you receive must be earned. You cannot receive the reward if you have not done the deed. God wanted the Israelites to earn the blessings of freedom. It wasn't good enough simply to bestow freedom on a passive community. So the sages teach that God assigned the task of watching over a lamb for four days and ensuring that this lamb would not derive 
some blemishes in the four days of watching over. In truth, to me, it seems kind of like make work just to observe the lamb, to make sure that in the four days of watching, the lamb does not become infected with some blemish. That might seem like a small contribution to make in the context of the escape from Egypt. But what else could they really do? They were slaves, largely powerless to defeat Pharaoh and to break the chains of slavery. But at least the Israelites did something to contribute to their communal aspiration. Each was recruited in the national effort. By every household doing something, they forged a common national will that united every Israelite, even though each sheltered behind their own door on that terrible night of the last plague. The Torah clarifies, after these four days of every household actually doing something for the common cause, the long hoped for deliverance could finally take place. Friends and congregants and well-wishers from around the world, great national projects must involve the entire community. Everyone must do something. Each must contribute something. It's no good if some maintain social distancing, but others do not. Like in biblical times, it might seem to us that we're not playing that big a role, just sitting at home. But it's not make work. The scientific and medical communities assure us that we are playing an indispensable role. We may be restricted to our own homes for days on end, but that is what we can do at this point. And that is what is necessary for us to earn our freedom back. We cannot earn back this blessing of liberty if we do not do something to earn it. We cannot get our lives back unless each of us does what is necessary. And if we find national purpose and fight this virus with discipline, united in common cause, the angel of death will eventually pass over our society more quickly and we shall be able to continue our journey to the promised land. I wish you and your loved ones abundant good health, both physical and emotional. Always remember Passover 2020. As the years unfold, describe this year's Seder to all the children and grandchildren sitting around the table. First, as a cautionary tale of the untold damage that can be inflicted upon us if we do not pay proper attention to science. Microbes don't care about public relations. Policies rooted in science is what defeats a virus. And second, tell this story 
of Passover 2020 as a lesson of personal and national resilience. Recall these events even years later. Teach your children and their children how humanity was finally delivered from the plague. Remember what we have endured. Remember all the beautiful souls we will have lost. May their memory be a blessing to you for all the rest of your lives. Remember the heroism of ordinary people. First and foremost, doctors, nurses, medical practitioners, and personnel who struggle valiantly and heroically to save lives. Remember the courage of our civil defense organizations, police, fire, and emergency services. Remember the military and thousands of volunteers from all over this land who at risk to themselves surged into New York City to save lives. And don't forget to keep in your thoughts people we don't often think about, grocery store clerks and drugstore workers, truckers, employees of large factories and small factories who are continuing to produce stuff that we need. And may it be that when we retell this story of Passover 2020, and we raise the question, how is this night different from all other nights? May we be able to respond, this was the night back in April 2020 when we found common purpose. It's when we fought back with every component of our national strength that we could muster. It was the night that we resolved forever never to take anything for granted. Life, liberty, happiness, comfort, convenience, family, friends, community. This year, we are confined to our homes. Next year, we will be free.